It's not the main quest, just the side adventure. It's not with the whole gang, just one of them. Not the main quest, just a side adventure. Look, someone had to miss because they had some other stuff to do that day. But this is what you get. You get a one-on-one -on -one session with one of your favorite characters. At least in the top five. Maybe, well, I guess maybe the top six or seven by now, but... Back to the song. Not the main quest, just the side adventure. Sometimes you have to go off on your own. Hey everyone, it's Pedro welcoming you to part two of Brummelstone's Day Off. Last time, Brummelstone and Claiborne snuck off to explore Cosmic together. They found a magic item shop run by a walker of worlds who was able to share a bit of knowledge with our time-broken dwarven wizard. Things were going well until a few thieves made off with some of the store's goods, but Brummelstone and Claiborne made short work of them and brought the gear back, making a powerful friend because of it. Now the two wander off to do what any couple would do when in a new city. They look for a place to eat. And as you guys walk a little bit, she's like, so I'm really hungry. I was about to say the same thing. I believe, if nothing else, I owe you a dinner for uh, both the necklace and the full hill. The necklace you don't owe me for because that, I mean, that's just as much for me as it is for you. So, Aww. Um, anyway, so we, I don't know what you like to eat. Um, there's a very nice restaurant up here called The Gallery. Um, maybe you'd like that? If you suggest it, I'm sure it will be fine. I find it's... food tastes better in great company, which is already here. Uh... <laughs> she just doesn't know how to play this game. So she's like, ah. Um, but it, it's, again, it's welcome. Like, she's never once looked at you and been like, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, she's not giving, like, Padme faces. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> soft sand you say um, okay okay I'm making sure I'm not misreading <laughs> no 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 like... Every, she always takes it well she just doesn't she's like ah, right cause uh, and she just kind of like jitters up or whatever but um, she says I mean you know the gallery is it's, it's, it's very nice it's artful I don't know if that's your kind of thing or not I mean there's other places we can go the gallery sounds fine oh okay okay Look, when you're on the road with a forge, he eats nothing. So, really, any food is good food. And she's like, yeah, how do you do it? Oh, he's my brother, you know. But not, I mean, you guys, so you guys are starting to walk towards what uh, the gallery. But she's like, <laughs> I don't understand. What do you mean he's your brother? He can't. Well, in a complex way. Families on Obrimus aren't the same. And forged on Obrimus are not the same here. From my understanding, they were built for a great war. He was right. not built for that purpose. I, really? I think you might be able to see by his build, he was not built for that purpose. <laughs> she kind of laughs, she's like, ooh. That's rough. <laughs> um, you, just... know, you know, it mean it, Brummelstone, it would be mean, but Brummelstone would meet it in like 
the most logistical possible sense. Yeah. Like, where we're from, the Forge are brought into life as protectors and are thought of as family, um, and they require a piece of you. And honestly, he's my last connection to a town that I lost long ago. There's a piece of him, um, and you see it in his eyes, that always will remind me of home, and always will remind me of family. But it is a sad story, and it's not for the day on such a joyous occasion. No, I didn't. I didn't mean to. I don't oh know. no, I, I, I am not the best at social cues. <laughs> I'm not either. But I uh, too too often revel in my uh, own sadness. So. Oh, let us go to this artful place. <laughs> it's not too far from here. So as you approach what must be the place, uh, it's pretty much just a long building with pillars at the entrance that support nothing. Like, there are pillars there because pillars would look good right about here. The building also has no windows. It's the only building you've seen that has absolutely no way to look inside of it. Perplexing, but beautiful, I guess. (laughs) So, you walk up the stairs um, and you pass between the pillars. The pillars have all these intricate designs on them and... Um, whether this is uh, because of uh, your uh, dwarven uh, sensibility or something bigger than that, this looks like art for art's sake. <laughs> like, it does not look I like it's it. there because it means anything. It's just like flourishes. There's a bit of a line out here, actually. Um, you've got to wait for a little bit. And <laughs> it's funny because you see Claiborne look around like, Almost as if she's looking for a way to bypass all this. But when she doesn't see anyone, she's like... <laughs> but you wait for about 20 minutes before you get all the way up the stairs and into the door. And then once you get yeah. in... What's up? At, the, at that point, I would try to make small talk. You know, I've opened the door about my family. I might ask, like, you know, like, tell me more about yours, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she hates lines, and she's just like, um, yeah, I've got family. God. Like, she cannot stand this waiting. Like, she does not like to do this at any capacity. Uh, but finally you guys get in, and uh, walking into the restaurant, you find yourself at the front of a long hallway. A single, luxurious red carpet stretches from end to end, with tables scattered about. Your eyes are immediately drawn to the various works of exotic art hanging from the walls. Paintings, statues, rugs, and more uh, diverse pieces decorate the pearl-hued surfaces. Walking from table to table with grand gestures and questionable fashions is a walking storyteller with short but light auburn hair, a boldly exposed neckline, and a forgivable smile. A stone pedestal stands before you with a single sheet of parchment, a quill, and a small bottle of ink. The woman behind the pedestal allows you a moment to take in the majestic quality of the restaurant before she brings herself into your world. She kind of rises up and kind of... She is trying to approach you as if she is the breath of fresh air in your life. (laughs) <laughs> and hopes that you will take that in. Um, whether you do or not, it's up to you. 
but she kind of steps up and she's like, welcome to the gallery uh, where you will be able to have the finest food in Cosmic, surrounded by the finest work of arts. How many will be sitting with you today? And there's only you two. Uh, two? Oh, very well, very well. No guests? No one, no one to sit with you? To enjoy the gallery? No, no, just the two of us is, is good. I Thank see, you. I see. Uh, right this way. And so she walks over, and it looks like she has a lot to write down. You have no idea what she could be writing down. There's no weight. Like, they don't even, then that's where you realize they don't even talk to you until you can be seated. Like, they don't take your name down and call you when it's time. <laughs> they just make you wait. So we're just we're just waiting here. It's like, well, no, like now you come in and you're good to go. Okay, like, you okay. couldn't even like you were outside the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when you come in, you're the only ones there, as if there's never been a wait. Uh, <laughs> so once you get in, it's like, oh, right this way, and they're ready for you. So right now, in my imagination, it's it's essentially the moment in the fifth element where uh, was it? Uh, they meet. Uh, Chris Tucker the, as the radio host. <laughs> Corbin Dallas! Yeah, exactly right. And he's just like so unamused by it all. That that's how Brubblesome is just like, it's all going. As a person, I would be like, this place is crazy and really interesting, but Brubblesome is just like a little artsy, huh? Yeah, and <laughs> so, she doesn't look happy about it either. Like, Claiborne <laughs> just looks uneasy in here. Um, as you walk through, people are staring at you guys because you're fully equipped <laughs> in this fine restaurant. Uh, at this point, he might lean over and he goes, Is, have you been here before? I, I have not, no. That's why not don't, why don't we try someplace you have been? Um, <laughs> as you're doing this, you can see that that walking storyteller, who, I mean... <laughs> He just looks like a hot mess, man. He he, he just looks odd, and he's trying just, to tell his grand story. And you can see, like, he's telling these people a story, and they're like, "I, good sir, I, I would like you not to find the conclusions of this story. I would like you to simply, uh, you know, I don't even need the ending. And he's yeah. just like, well, I'm, you know, because, well, and he's not doing it. He doesn't look like he's having a great time. And oh, no. so, so he's walking off to the side. Maybe he's gonna gonna try to find a new story. And then you see him like look through cue cards. Like you see him look through like oh, index no. cards or something like that. And he thumbs through, and he, he looks like he's got a bit more confidence. And then he starts to work the room again. Claiborne's like, "You, what did, you said you don't you don't want to you don't want to stay here." Uh, maybe you have something a little more low key we can go to. <gasps> I do, just because. Well. Fuck and like this. someone <laughs> hears you say that, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> "This is where Brummelstone would just like turn around." He's like, "This is uh, this is uh, uh, I'm not quite sure I could afford you anything here, anyways." <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> I'm poor. We have to go. Uh, but the waiter is... comes up and is like, "Oh, uh, may I help you find your chairs?" Uh. We're You're good. right next to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, this promos would be like, we're good. Uh, we have to use the restroom. 
and look oh, good like. Oh, excellent choice, sir. excellent choice. No, we'll, we'll find it. We're good on our own. Oh, but, well, you won't find it without me because you're going the wrong way, sir. That's that's okay. I, uh, I'm good. I'm, that's one of the I'm best. Really we good. actually do not have west restrooms here. We don't believe in leaving waste. Do you know what? Have a great day. <laughs> By the way, she taps the chair. She's like, I found it. And she, and she scurries off. <laughs> love it. I love it. I, I didn't need you. You were useless this whole time. Uh, so you guys scurry out. And she's like, oh, my God, I thought we were going to have to eat there. I just don't know what you like. No. Uh, you gotta understand. Uh, and he would like point to himself, like I'm dressed <laughs> like Long John Silver's for a reason, baby. Yeah, I. Uh, 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 he would say, "This is all I have." Like, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not a fancy man, and let me tell you, pillars that lead to nowhere are the thing that drives every. Like, I wanted to push them over. Yeah. <laughs> You, okay. you build, you don't overbuild. <laughs> That's like, where it's like the whole like conversation like, on the way home is, is to where the other place is is just like, and this is stupid, and those chairs <laughs> are rickety. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of going back and forth on it, but she's like, yeah, and I just, I mean, did they have to get rid of their roof? Did they never have a roof? Like, who builds a, who, windows are free. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, it's like, I don't why rugs are for walking. Like, and so and you we make waited your... in line for all of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So you guys are cracking up as you walk over to the steam lift. Um, and the steam lift, as if you don't remember, is it's like giant twenty foot uh wide uh slab of metal. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. With no guardrails, it's just like hold on. And there are two dwarves, and they operate um two different sets of controls that they have to do a lot to just to make it work. And Claiborne rolls her eyes pretty hard when they start working uh, at, on this. But eventually you hear the steam release and you to the, the metal grind as it brings itself down. And you are now in the um, lower level of Cosmic, which is considerably... Um, dirtier, and depending on whether or not you like to eat at the gallery, uh, scarier. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're like in the real New York. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, you've left sex in the city. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So is there is there asphalt here? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. This is a, these are dirt roads. Like some some roads were cobblestone, um, and they have not been tended to. So now they're like remnants of cobblestone streets. Yeah, that's and you, and that's when Bermel someone would look over and be like, "A bit more my speed." <laughs> and she's like, "I feel a lot better down here." <laughs> and so you you get off the steam lifts, and then the, you watch the dwarves do all this crazy stuff just to get the steam lift going again, and you watch her again just roll her eyes and shake her head. Uh, and you would be like, "Are they overselling it?" <sighs> they're liars. And she looks over at you and she's like, one of the worst kept secrets, honestly, is the fact that the dwarves don't want anyone to know how their tech works. 
And so they add a whole bunch of processes to it to make sure that people don't know how it actually works because they don't think that technology should spread outside of their reach. That's why there's a brotherhood in every section of the world. Mm. Like It's the brotherhood of iron here. We have to avoid them at all costs. The Brotherhood of Iron is not just uh, the engineers of the city. They're also the guardsmen. And we do not want to end up on the wrong side of them. I mean, they're the government, they're the guard, and they're the engineers. They run everything from the port where the airships come in, and they run the jump rail. Hmm. So. I'm a... I'm going to go on a hunch here. Is there another way out to your person other than the jump rail? No. I mean, we could walk. <laughs> I, I don't know how you guys travel on your world, but walking is not really a way to travel from town to town. I uh, I agree with you, but I have a hunch we might be walking. <laughs> Why? Uh, yeah. Well, the rest of my party doesn't make as easy friends as I do. <laughs> if they get mixed up with the Brotherhood of Iron, you need to sit down and reevaluate how you're going to approach your mission. Because busting them out is not feasible. So there's a government and the jail holders? <laughs> yes. If you end up in the cellar, I mean, people don't come out. That's the underground prison of Cosnic. There's no courts here like in Fallas. Mm-hmm. Like, they lock you up. They decide how long. They decide when. So, you guys go through the t- uh, this part of the town. Like I said, it's it looks like it once used to look like the upper level. Um, eventually, you get outside of a building that um, Claiborne assures you is... The place with the best ribs on Cog. Mm, now that sounds like my place. <laughs> and the outside of the Just Because makes it look like you're about to walk into a seedy establishment with no guarantees regarding your safety or your purse. <laughs> the inside of the Just Because confirms those suspicions. <laughs> Shifty folk huddle around tables that share as many nicks and scuffs as you'd expect on a butcher's slab. The air is thick with smoke and dirty talk, and the mugs are made of harsh metal that does the lip no favors. Even the barmaids look to be as tough as they are untrustworthy. You see Claiborne relax in a way that's new to you as she smiles without provocation for the first time and walks in. Mm-hmm. Now this seems more my <laughs> my speed here. <laughs> so um, she walks in. People seem to recognize her. I mean, just, yeah, up above you, nothing. Nobody seemed to really pay her two cents. But down here, people are kind of like clayboard. Like either nod at her, or give her t- uh, tip of the hat, or raise a mug. Nice. Yeah. Um, and she walks up to the uh, bar, and she says, "Uh." I'm going to be at my usual spot, but I'm not sitting down without a drink. And uh, he quickly pours her a drink that she doesn't order. And then um, she turns around. She's like, would you like something? I'll have what you're having. Guy gives her another drink. And you guys walk back. She leaves a coin on the table on the uh, bar. 
and you guys uh, find a little spot off in the corner where no one else is really. And then uh, she, when you get there, she pushes the table and then draws your chairs close together. Um, and then she kind of realizes what it might look like. She goes, we just need to keep our backs to the wall. That seems reasonable. <laughs> but she does kind of smile and blush at the same time and sit down. And uh, she's like, welcome to the Just Because. This is a fine establishment. <laughs> this is the only establishment as far as I'm concerned. The ribs are amazing. Like I said, the drinks are great. And and then she kind of like gets a little more serious and she says, uh, I guess I'm a little paranoid. And sometimes it's nice to be in a spot where you're not paranoid. It does seem like you're uh, we're here with friends. So earlier you were trying to ask me about my family. I have two brothers and a sister. But I don't ever see them anymore. I, I can't really go visit them. It's too dangerous. Because of your curse? Yeah, the the curse gets a lot more active the closer to them I get. Like, even though that's not my home anymore, uh, the curse really fires up, it seems like, if I try to go there or around family. So I understand. I when, when you lose... When you lose... Uh, the physical place of a home people become feeling feel like home very much so i can't really see them i don't want to risk it so i just don't really think about it i don't know if that's bad or not you know what it's sometimes best not to think about the tragedies we suffer but perhaps if we talk about it more we can figure out this together every curse has a solution is at least what i would like to believe for traveling worlds, perhaps on another world, your solution lies. Which I guess leads me to ask, when you're still leaving after all this? I'm afraid I have to. Would you come with us? I mean, it's hard because on one end, I don't have a place I can call home. But it's also hard because if I leave here, I feel like I'm finally giving up on that idea. No, it's understandable. We do run a dangerous mission, and I do not know if I will see you grieve us again. It's easy for me, for my home was taken from me. Your home is still here. (laughs) Any chance that you would stay and they could go? Unfortunately, I cannot leave my brother behind. As odd as it seems. Maybe he could stay here. Maybe he could help the other Forge to learn what it means to not be merciless killing machines. Is a, is a good thought, but I think he needs to learn who he is before he tries to teach anyone else what they should be. He is but a child. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. I mean, I've been thinking about it a lot, whether or not I could go with it. I mean, I didn't. I don't know. I guess part of what I'm worried about, if I had to be honest, is I'm worried about spreading my curse to you guys. Like, if I start feeling too comfortable with some of you, you know, would the same thing happen to you, or or any of you, I mean, that happened to my family where I can't be around them? Your curse is no worse than what we have. I'm not going to make that decision. I can't make it for you. I can promise you that after my quest is over, I will return. Um, 
What do you, you want me to come with you, huh? She kind of smiles a little bit. <laughs> You've proven yourself more skilled and more talented than I think I've seen anyone across the two worlds I've traveled. Plus, your beauty is beyond compare. Okay, okay. You don't have to do all that. She's kind of starting to slowly get into the game a little more. <laughs> like, starting to slowly <laughs> understand how to answer things. She's like, I mean, thank you. I'm so. I'm sorry, it has been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> she just kind of... <laughs> uh, me too. <laughs> me, me too. And then the barmaid comes up. And she's like, alright, what are we having? And she orders just a big slab of ribs. Is it is it just trite to order the same thing? I feel like just following your lead. She so you have to the get the ribs. ribs. If you come down here, mm-hmm. you have to get the ribs. And the bar well, I don't really give a shit what... Just fucking order. Like, this is real cute. I'll have the same. Oh, all right. That's great. I'm real relieved. And she walks away. <laughs> but you guys kind of chit-chat for a little bit more. Is there anything that you want to ask her specifically? If it doesn't... If it wouldn't feel, like, heavy in the conversation, like, how has her family been affected by the curse? Mm-hmm. But that might be like, oh, my brother was ripped to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> well, you take that chance. The the curse seems to kind of sow chaos wherever I'm at. So uh, I, I did go home once shortly after getting the curse. I went to my parents to talk to them. And I stayed in town for about a week. And by the end of the week, the mayor had suffered an heart attack. And the crops had caught on fire. There was a avalanche from the nearby mountain that took out the cemetery plots. And so I left. Well, don't don't worry. I don't think we stay in any town for more than a day or two. Sick. <laughs> well, that's, that's a relief, actually. That must be awfully lonely. It is, but... And then right when the ribs come, before you can get a bite of them, you see a couple individuals get up from their table and walk over to you. And then a couple more. Uh-oh. And then a couple more. And pretty soon you're uh, kind of surrounded by about nine individuals. Uh, nothing seems to link them together in terms of fashion. Like some of them have just general padded armor on. Some of them have cloaks. But they all do have armor and weapons. And they walk up. And uh, one of them comes up and says, uh, so you're Claypool, right? And uh, she says, him or me? Because, I mean, neither one of us. <laughs> and they look around and they're like, Claypool, what the fuck's her name? Claybourne? Neither one of you Claybourne? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm Claybourne. I'm Claybourne. Yeah, not Claypool. And he just lo- he looks over at his boy he's like, Give me the right fucking name next time. And then he looks back over and he's like, so um, people tell me that you got into a bit of a scuffle up on the uh, upper level. And she's like, um, yeah, bit of a scuffle. That's how I would put it if I lost. And he just looks like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and he looks around. <laughs> he says, uh, well, the way I see it is that my boys tell me that you cost them a little bit of a haul. If you're who they say you are, she's like, I'm not. I'm not Claypool. And he's like, God damn it. Well, you know what? Look, I'm not going to be clever anymore. And he just pulls his weapon out, and everyone else pulls their weapons out. And he's like, 
we need to collect. And the rest of the bar doesn't care. Some of them are starting to place bets, maybe. <laughs> but overall, <laughs> they're pretty chill. This is, unfortunately, a really compact place to fight, though. Like, you're kind of cornered. You've got about 10 or 15 feet worth of space to negotiate. Um, <laughs> and there's people... I don't know if anyone's innocent here, <laughs> but there are <laughs> people not involved in your fight kind of scattered all over. And the round starts with you. Those nine guys, how close are they? <laughs> they're all around your table. Like, there's a couple around... Each of you, essentially. You know what? Bromlestone has heard enough of the talk. So I'm gonna probably gonna do something stupid here. Uh, I'm gonna cast Thunder Wave. Oh my god. Beside Brummelstone sits his drink. Which he may not have drank out of yet. <laughs> so you take it to his lip, guzzle it down, swallow, and then let out this like huge belch. <laughs> <laughs> that would rock and he would protect Claiborne and then I think because he's level 4 he can protect like 4 other people so if there's anyone he sees that he can kind of like <laughs> yeah, like the staff his, yeah uh, he kind of his other kind of secret kind of hope is that they just start a fist fight within themselves <laughs> like this becomes a barroom brawl and we just jump yeah <laughs> um, and I'm going to cast it at level 2 oh my god alright so yeah you stand up and you let loose the thunder wave. It rocks the entire establishment. You see seven of them just go flying back 10 feet. They crash into other tables, other people. Uh, one of them crashes into a support beam that kind of gives way a little bit, but doesn't bring the house down. Two of them kind of stand their ground and hold up against it. And then Brummelstone would, it would uh, get up from his chair and be like, I'll tell you the same thing I told your friends. This is not going to end well for you. They are going to charge forward and they're all going to rush you. <laughs> How many points do you have? 26. That's what I thought. They rush forward, and they just get slices and dices all over you. They stab you, and uh, Claiborne watches as they bring you down. So you feel your head hit the back of the wall, and you slide down, and then suddenly your eyes open up again, and there's, like, glass covering you with a little bit of like pearly vapor evaporating and her <laughs> hand on your chest and she's like get up and you're at full hit points and it's all you I promise you one of these days I will buy you something <laughs> like I will I hope you will be okay <laughs> for dinner and then he's gonna <laughs> unleash another thunder wave again. Nice. Just, just keep knocking back this one is only at level 1 so 11 damage all right, so you unleash another thunder wave that rocks the establishment. Um, you watch them fly back again. Three of them hold their ground. The rest fly back, and they again crash into people, broken tables this time. And they're having a—they're getting up, but they're having a hard time getting up. They rush forward to you, and Jesus Christ! Oh, <laughs> like they swarm you and they just bring you down again. They skewer you. And they they drop you immediately. You fall down, and then you feel something crack over your face. And you, you're kind of pushing glass off of you again. And she's like, damn it, Brummelstones, get up! And she's pulling you up. But now you see there's a ring on her finger, and it's glowing. Then she turns around, and with an insane speed, you watch her unload eight arrows. She hits six of them, and they start to pull themselves up. That was her turn. It's now new round, your turn. 
All right, let's let's cast it for maybe one of the last times. Oh my god! <laughs> Third time's the charm, right? Thunder wave him again, just like <sighs> just every time he gets up, it's just like <sighs> maybe we can get some eights on these guys. Thirteen. All right, so you let loose another wave. This time, you actually do shatter a uh, couple support beams, and part of the roof starts to cave in. People are starting to run at this point. Um, three of the people that took the brunt of the thunder wave fly back so hard they crash into the wall and either leave indents or breakage in the walls, and they fall down. They're not getting back up. The rest of them seems to have like kind of stayed to their ground, didn't get thrown back. But the lightning still took its toll, and many of them are just trying to hold on to whatever's around them. It is their turn, so they are going to rush you one last time. How many points do you have again? 26. Yeah, they did. <laughs> did 27. Dang it! <laughs> cannot catch a break. Um, so, yeah, they... <laughs> just pretend it's 25 to make me look cool. <laughs> So you do that last thunder wave, and those like they fight through that thunder wave, and as soon as like the electric electrical barge breaks, they rush forward and they sink their swords into you, and you fall to the ground one last time. <laughs> um, Clayborn's turn. You guessed right. She does not have an infinite supply of those crystals. <laughs> okay, just take them out. Now they're all sitting in one spot. Clayborn just. Alright, um, so you're not sure what's going on, but I need you to make your first death save. Alright, Nat 20, the power of love compels you. Uh, oh gosh, a 2. Not, not the best roll. Alright, next death save. Oh gosh, this is terrifying. This is kind of fucking scary. I got, I got better. A 3. Jesus Christ. Oh, now you can roll higher. Check this real, real quick. Make sure I'm right. Alright. <laughs> um, you don't have to make that last save. Okay. Um, Is that just because I'm dead? Or <laughs> <laughs> No, no. An hour later... <laughs> Uh, you wake up in an inn, and she's been sitting right next to you the whole time. You've got bandages all around your waist and your arms. Uh, you're pretty bloody. <laughs> she's got some blood on her too. Let's let's be let's be real about that. And there's a uh, collection of pouches up on the um, nightstand, and then there's a pile of weapons on the ground. <laughs> um, but the pile of weapons are by the door. And as soon as she's kind of starts to stir, she's like, <gasps> and she runs over, and without thinking, um, she gives you a kiss. Aww, I, I kiss her back. And then she kind of holds your face, and she's like, are you, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm sorry I ran out of crystals. My bad. Close to close combat, it's not really my forte. <laughs> I, uh, usually, you might understand why... I hang out with Roberto so much. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> she kind of starts to laugh, and she's kind of got some tears in her eyes. And she's like, I got them all. Yeah. 
that was yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I ruined your ribs. <laughs> Please, your ribs are ruined. <laughs> and she just kind of looks out at the bandages. She's like, I did what I could. It's, you know, I think it's probably the best patching up I've had. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. Yeah. I was pretty panicked. I have got to go buy some more crystals. But I don't want to leave you. Well, then... Uh, you know, Bremelstone stumbling to get up, puts on his jacket. She won't let you get up. Like, you tried to get up, she's like, no, you're not ready. You're gonna have to rest. Like, you're not going out there like this. Like, because, honestly, mechanically, you have one hit point. They're gonna be looking for us. I don't know how we get out of this. Do you know who they are? I'm worried I know who they are. Who do you think they are? I'm worried that they're the syndicate. Oh, yes, the syndicate. I'm sorry. Um, they. <laughs> I'm also trying to act cool there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, no, no, the Syndicate is this multi layered thieves' guild that reaches across the entire planet of Kong. It's really weird to say that. Like, I feel like I have to add that context now when I talk to you. That, like, I have to say, of Kong. I can't just say everywhere. Well, uh, if there uh, was never a better reason to leave Kong, <laughs> but. I digress. How do we leave from this situation? Well, we have to find your friends, don't we? That's true. I don't think they'll be that hard to find. Maybe not, but... I mean... Now we've got these people on us. Are we okay to lay low for a little bit? You're gonna here? have to. You have to rest. You're not getting out of here until I think that you're ready to get up. Uh, That's the most serious you've ever seen her. Ooh. So you just feel like, this is good enough. We need to move and we need to find them. No. What do you mean, no? Uh, I mean that you don't get to be like an awesome uh, hero man guy and just go, okay, we're good enough. It's time to go unite our... No, you're going to sit here and you're going to rest up. You're not ready. So we just sit here? Yeah, we're going to just sit here. Oh. I'm going to go. We need to go. Well, I locked the door, and I've hidden the key. And so you can't get out. Look, I'm strong enough, and it sounds like moving is the best course. Getting out of here before thieves' guilds can spread things seems like a better move than waiting till they have all the informants looking on us. At least right now, we have something on our side. And we have cloaks. <laughs> Well, what? then let us at least discuss all the two terms. Do you still have those? Yes. It's like, oh my god. If you want to get going, let's leave the weapons. They're not going to sell for much. We'll take the pouches. Um, You take half, I'll take half. That's not... Yeah, it sounds like the further information spreads about us, the longer, the more we're in danger. That's true. It seems like moving ahead of the information would be the smarter play here. Relax. This is how adventurers happen. <laughs> All I know is that from now on, they're hunting us. We have to get out of the city as fast as possible. Let's go find your friends and figure something out. All right, let's do it. Thanks for listening to part two of Brummelstone's Day Off. 
I'm excited to hear what you all thought, especially considering the contrast between Brumblestone's day and the rest of the group's experience with Cosmic. Again, I want to thank you, the patrons, for making this exclusive episode and the rest of them possible, and I want to thank you again for your support. Once again, I want to thank Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for some of the music you heard today, and I want to thank Sirenscape for the music and sound effects you heard. You can find Sirenscape at Sirenscape.com. If you were to really study it, you could almost see it looks like they it looks like tons of little black rocks smoothed together. And I'm obviously spending a lot of time pretending like you don't know what the fuck a gravel street is. Like a what? paved road. What? Asshole? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm terrible with like the size of things. So let's say it's about. <laughs> don't, don't even bother. I'm yeah, with cool. you. Like, people are like, like what, what are the dimensions? Long. I'm like, the dimensions are uh, astral, ethereal. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Um, <laughs> it definitely has a height and a width and a yes. depth. All of those <laughs> yeah. are there. We're going 3D. I didn't <laughs> want to brag. Uh, <laughs> this is not a platformer, guys. Like, you look at the Forge here, and they are war machines. And then you look at Roberto, and he I feel like it's looking at like um, the Terminator and Johnny Five like, next to each other. <laughs> 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 One, that's, like, obviously... That's, that's legit.